This is Jennifer Pepito with the Restoration Home Podcast. This is the show where we talk about the peaceful path to connected families and restored communities. Today on the show, I'm excited to be talking to my daughter, Emily, in the first of a one-month series on stewardship. In my new book, Habits for a Sacred Home, I have a chapter on the Benedictine rule of stewardship, and I feature a woman named Mary McLeod Bethune. She was born the first child in her family to be born free. Uh, She was born into a Black family in you know, just after the Civil War. And she has an amazing heritage of taking the little that she was given and making something great with it. She ended up starting schools for Black girls. She was a just prolific champion of human rights in her time. And I thought she was such an inspiration. I was excited to feature her in my new book, Habits for a Sacred Home. But there's so many aspects of a woman's life that require stewardship, and especially when we're also raising and caring for a family. And I'm excited to talk about that today with Emily. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me on again. I just always love being here. I love these conversations with you, Emily, and there's so many aspects of stewardship. We talked in the last month episodes about work, and if you haven't listened to those, they're so inspiring. And, you know, work and stewardship in some ways go hand in hand because we're given all of these gifts from God. And that was one of the things you talked about in the first episode on work, uh, that everything that creates work in our lives is because we have a gift from God. Like the fact that we have a home to take care of is because we have a gift from God. The fact that we have children to take care of, it's because they're a gift from God. And so recognizing that stewardship and work are just a a way of showing thankfulness for the gifts we've been given. But one of the things I think as moms, we have the hardest time stewarding is our own selves. Like we're so you know, most of the moms listening to Restoration Home podcasts are probably very intentional with their children. But I think that we often fail to steward ourselves. And then what happens is we do end up checking out on social media or, you know, being really anxious and creating a lot of dysregulation in the household because we're so anxious. And so much of that just kind of goes right back to a lack of stewardship of our own, our own bodies, our spirits and our minds. 100%. And I think that stewardship, like so often we think about it in sort of like very physical terms. Like I got to steward my house or steward finances is a really popular one. But another aspect of stewardship is stewarding your marriage, stewarding your, stewarding your heart, stewarding your relationship with Christ, stewarding your hormones, stewarding your, stewarding your dreams. Because when you're, you're a mom, there's, there's obviously having the vision and being a mom and engaging in parenting and mothering and housework and all of this. But at the same time, being able to steward the the dream that got you to that place, that's, that's really important. That's huge. And that's hardly ever talked about. Yeah. You know, one of the moms in the restoration home community was talking about how she had a hard week and was feeling depleted. And at the end of the week, she rejuvenated herself by just making a vision board, like cutting pictures out of a magazine and making a vision board for herself. And, you know, another mom talked about how at the end of her long week, she just spent a little bit of time outside reading a book. And I think that it doesn't have to be, sometimes we think, oh, self-care is like too expensive. I can't do it because I'm homeschooling my kids or I'm trying to take care of my family. But it doesn't have to be something expensive that just helps us feel a little bit more cared for or even gives us time to process our lives. And I think, you know, 
if we don't slow down a little bit, then it's really hard to to do process to do the healthy processing of like, okay, I felt so tired this week. I snapped at the kids. What was going on? You know, or I felt really embarrassed when my child had a tantrum. What what was the underlying issue or fear that caused me to feel so embarrassed? And I think that that's the beauty of a little bit of margin for self-care is that it's a way of stewarding the emotional life of our family too. Because when we, you know, stay up all night working on our planning projects or when we, you know, spend too much time scrolling social media, what happens is we aren't stewarding our emotions. And then that does bleed out onto our children in, in the form of anxiety and anger and fear. It definitely does. And it's, it's difficult because I understand if you're in the thick of it, when you, when it comes to resting, especially if you're so depleted or it's been such a hard week, that effort to actually rest and to actually say, I'm I'm not going to zone out. I'm not going to check out on social media. I'm not going to do kind of what my body wants, which is probably sleep. But instead of sleeping, we do something else that's equally kind of like brain numbing because of how exhausted we are at the end of a hard week or whatever it looked like. We have to start doing not just that that sort of bigger stewardship of stewarding our hearts at the end of a week or at the end of a day, but stepping back and like, okay, how do I micro steward across a day my my mental and emotional resources. And especially as women, how do I steward my hormones across a month? And being able to find ways to put that in, because that's that's easy stuff. Like sleep, if you've never um, listened to a podcast with Dr. Matthew Walker on sleep, then I would totally recommend it because it, it puts the fear of God into you when it comes to your sleep a little bit. And you're like, oh, I need to be prioritizing sleep. And so doing that sort of hard work of like, I'm going to focus on like right now I'm getting six hours a night and that's not a lot, but that is what I can manage and get everything else done. And I'm happy with that. I'm getting six hours. I'm going to sleep and waking up kind of at the same time. So it's working. And so finding these ways to start putting in stewardship processes basically to protect and nourish us across a week so that we have the mental and emotional resilience to then process the even bigger things through seasons and through weeks. Yeah, I really appreciate what you're saying here, Emily, because there are so many simple things that we can do that just give us that extra edge of peace, you know, simply going to bed a little bit early or earlier or taking our vitamins or eating more vegetables or paying attention to our cycle. Some of these really small things could be just that 1% improvement needed to help your family experience more emotional health and safety so that your children can thrive. You know, when we, for instance, I mean, I often get really sad a day or so before my period starts. And obviously there's something I could probably be doing differently with hormone support or, um, you know, perimenopausal support, something like that. But even just being aware of that so that instead of complaining to my husband and acting like the sky is falling, if I would just journal it out with the Lord or get a little bit of extra rest that day, that could be the difference. But if you don't even pay attention, it's hard to do that. And I know so many of you moms, you're listening and you're like, I've got so many young kids. I don't have time to take care of myself. But one of the things we did in the Restoration Home community was simply track our time for a few weeks. And a lot of moms saw that 
either they were maybe doing a little bit too much or they were actually using a lot more time just scrolling social media than they needed to. And I know that there is there's some enjoyment there. You know, we're finding recipes, we're finding house ideas. Like I don't want to just be so down on social media. I use it every day, but I also want us to understand that if we're using it instead of resting, instead of reading a book, instead of sitting outside and listening to the birds and watching our children, all of these things are going to be depleting. Those are the things, you know, reading a book with your children, sitting outside. Those are the things that are going to help regulate you and create more emotional stability and give you more time to listen to God. Whereas social media is only going to make you tired. And so I think being aware of that and then being able to make choices, like how will I spend my time is going to be such a big factor in creating a more peaceful life with your children in the chance that you have, because the, the timeline of intentional, intense parenting is actually really short. It's such a small part of our lives as women. You know, even if you have a lot of children like myself, I mean, I only have a few left. So the timeline is short. And I think it's just so imperative that we are really aware of how we're using that time. The hormone tracking and the period tracking is so important. And I totally understand what you're saying to moms who have a lot going on and can't actually, or don't feel like they have time, but doing that whole week thing. And I just did that actually, or I'm doing it kind of right now where I'm almost setting a timer every 15 minutes. And I realize it's a totally unreasonable expectation for a lot of people. And just trying to be very mindful, even when I'm not setting a timer where my time is going. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much time in the day. And, and the, or I'm not being as efficient as I could be or whatever it is. And I'm just kind of restructuring a little bit to make sure that I am stewarding my time, which is a huge part of stewardship and something that we often forget about. And then in stewarding your time, you're starting to steward your mind too, where you're like, oh, I thought I was so overwhelmed and busy, but really I just have poor time stewardship. And part of my poor time stewardship is that I have poor mental stewardship. And so I always feel like I'm overwhelmed and I'm checking out because I always feel overwhelmed and I'm like these, these cycles. And so just starting to starting even to take note of them and just stepping back and and finding that moment to take a deep breath and and analyze the last hour and be like, what did I actually do in this last hour? Or how am I actually feeling right now? Am I stewarding my heart and bringing it before God? Am I, am I giving him my thoughts and my, and my mind? And am I practicing benevolent detachment from some of these stresses and worries that are coming in? And then when it comes to the, the hormone aspect of it, yeah, track your cycle. Like most most of us have a, a pretty decent idea of like, here's the start of my cycle. Here's the end of my cycle. And that week before your period, if you can, don't do things. Like we, our bodies are so incredibly designed to thrive and, or not thrive, but to function under stress. And so for so many of us, we are not like honoring the rhythm of our hormones. And so in that last week before our cycle, we're, we're powering through. We're doing everything we need to do. That week looks exactly like every other week. We're just maybe a little more emotional, a little more in pain, a little more exhausted. But when you're doing that, you're actually drawing on your adrenals, your thyroid, and your cortisol to function through that week because our bodies are not designed to handle stress or high intensity in that week before the period. It's literally not. And so the only way that you're functioning at the same level that week as you function every other week is because you're using your fight and flight fight or flight mechanisms that should be really stewarded for actually high stress situations. And so if you as a mom, like if there's one thing that you can do to sort of 
regulate yourself and, and create a more peaceful environment, I would say try and carve out that week. Make it more restful. Worry less about school. Ask for a little more help from your husband on house chores. Be okay with having the house be a little bit messier. Skip an event. Skip a function. Skip something that gives you a little more downtime. Prioritize your sleep. Like Just doing that is going to be so beneficial for your long-term health because in that in that period, what you're producing is progesterone, and progesterone is what calms you down. It's what settles you. It's what gives you peace. It's what it's what is very stabilizing. And and you need to have high progesterone production and not be sort of abridging it in that in that week by relying on adrenals and thyroid to get you through in a normal way. Wow, that's really insightful, Emily. So what what can moms do who, you know, are there any natural ways to kind of elevate your progesterone? Progesterone is amazing because it's food-based. And so there's a couple of things you can do. You can make sure that during that week you're eating oranges, bananas, um, pineapple, and mango are all high in progesterone, um, sunflower seeds, potatoes, squashes, sort of these kind of high, really natural, high carb, dense, dense foods that we associate with kind of winter almost, those are all high in progesterone. And so eating those actually builds your progesterone, which is so simple. Just literally eat a couple oranges. If you're, um, I know that intermittent fasting has gotten really popular. If you're a woman, you should not be doing more than a 13 hour fast during that period because you want to keep your body you want to, it's fasting is really good for you, but it's also stressful in your body. And it is not progesterone producing, it's progesterone um, suppressing. And so you want to make sure you're not fasting, doing long fasts in that week. You also want to reduce your workouts because, again, the presence of stress shuts down progesterone production. Because if you think about progesterone, it's what signals our body to prepare for pregnancy. But if you're under a lot of stress, like, I mean, it's just incredible how God designed our bodies. You're not going to produce that progesterone to get pregnant because you're not in a safe spot and our, and our bodies are capable of sort of registering that. And so then what happens is progesterone production shuts down. And so if there are ways that you can eliminate stress, um, part of that is just getting a lot more sleep. Like if there's a few things you can do, eat progesterone producing foods, which you can easily Google that, get at least six or seven, preferably eight hours of sleep during that week alone, and then avoid situations that are high stress. Do you know, it's, it's a good time to focus on like nesting, like cleaning your home and doing some of those things around the house that maybe have gotten pushed back or pushed off. Um, another thing that's progesterone producing is to actually meet with friends and eat some high quality chocolate together. Chocolate and red wine are actually, they produce progesterone. And, and when we connect with, with women and we bond that again, it's, it's raising our progesterone levels, which is amazing. And then the other beautiful thing is during your progesterone cycle, you're actually insulin resistant, which means that you can handle more carbs. And so that eating again, going back to the potatoes and the squashes and the good dark chocolates and all of those things where your body needs more fuel and needs the, the, um, the vitamins and the minerals and all the, the beautiful nutrients, beautiful nutrients that are in those foods. Yeah, that's so insightful. And I think that just some of these little things make such a difference for us. I, it's really it's really sad when I think back on raising you guys, you know, there were so many Christian parenting books that focused on behavior in children. And unfortunately, none that really focused on how our parental behavior reflects, um, or is reflected by our children. Mm 
you know, and so there's all these like, oh, make sure your children aren't throwing temper, temper tantrums and, and, you know, discipline them if they're crying or, you know, all of these kind of like monitoring your children's behavior, but not at all kind of focusing in on the fact that if you as a mother are constantly anxious and irritable, your children are going to reflect that behavior. They're going to be anxious and irritable. You know, if you as a mother are constantly ignoring them, they're going to misbehave to get your attention. And so, so many of the childhood behavior problems that cause us to then feel resentful of our children or then want to check out or, you know, so many of the negative behaviors that we experience are because our children are behaving badly and often our children are behaving badly because we're exhibiting so much anxiety or disconnection. And always I would refer families back to the Peaceful Press Connection Challenge. We'll link it in the show notes. If you just did that for 10 days, it would bring a lot of stabilization for the emotional lives of your of your family. And I know some of you, like hugging your child for 30 seconds doesn't sound like fun. Some of you maybe have a really avoidant attachment style because of what you've experienced as children. And it's hard to get there where you're where you're okay with giving eye contact or hugging your child. But the serotonin that's released, the oxytocin that's released, the bonding that happens when we have physical connection with people, it soothes your child, but it'll also soothe, soothe you. And so, you know, paying attention to how you're feeling, even at the end of the day, like checking in with yourself and saying, you know, how did I feel today? And why, why did that trigger me? And inviting Jesus into those emotions saying, Jesus, why, you know, come and comfort me in this feeling of unrest that I had come and comfort me in this feeling of being unloved or whatever it might be. And, and we do a lot of, you know, the Bible says, take your thoughts captive. And so as a believer, I, I spend a lot of time on just a couple of spiritual practices that help me regulate. One of those spiritual practices is forgiveness. Like if I notice that I'm starting to think about somebody's bad qualities a lot, or think about the way someone disappointed me a lot, I know that I need to work through very intentional forgiveness. So I'll say, you know, thank you for forgiving me, God. Because of your forgiveness, I forgive whoever it was. I forgive them for the way they embarrassed me or made me feel unloved or didn't pay attention to me. You know, so that's one big um, process that I do regularly. The Lord's Prayer says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And so it's really important to continue every day to give everybody a clean slate so that you aren't carrying around those, those ugly thoughts in your head of, Oh, nobody cares about me or that person's just out to get me or, you know, they're just such a disappointment. And then the other thing that I do is I take my thoughts captive. Like if I notice that I'm believing that someone doesn't love me, or I'm believing that someone has it in for me, or I'm believing the worst about some, someone, I will, um, I will say, you know, I confess that I'm believing that this person doesn't love me, or I confess that I'm believing the lie that I'm not capable as a mom. And I repent of believing that lie. And I ask you, Jesus, and I ask you in the name of Jesus to send that lie far away from me. Because as we begin to be more proactive, like as, as a younger mom, I spent a lot of time meditating on lies, like thinking that God hated me because I had to live in Mexico and live off grid or thinking that God didn't care about me because my kids were sick for three weeks in a row or, you know, just really letting my mind be just kind of tossed around instead of being proactive. And I talk a lot about this in Mothering by the Book. So if you haven't read it and you're dealing with some anxiety or emotional 
dysregulation, I highly recommend just working your way through Mothering by the Book. Emily and I have recorded a study guide. You can find access to that on the page motheringbythebook.com. We'll link that in the show notes as well so that you can begin to have more emotional regulation, better stewardship of your emotions so that your home can be more peaceful.